This is The Drive with Josh Graham podcast. Tune into The Drive weekday afternoons 3 to 7 on Sports Hub Triad. Dave Clawson now with us. ACC kickoff. In the flesh, not on a Zoom screen, Coach. This is a, a, a positive change, no question. So it's, uh, it's great to be back and be live and have normal human interaction. And uh, I think everybody makes you even more excited for the season. Before we get into football, I want to put you to the test. The last time we spoke, I learned you're a big baseball guy. And you liked baseball, of course, when the Pittsburgh Pirates were kings in the 70s, beating my Baltimore Orioles in 1979. Dave Parker was actually a guest on the show not too long ago. No way. Yeah, he was. Oh, and my goodness. I, I mean, the Cobra. The Cobra. Yeah. I mean, that we are family in 1979. How many guys do you think you can get off that lineup? Oh. I got in front of me right now. How many do you think you can get from the 79 World Series? Uh, well, let me give it a shot. Okay. So, uh, first base, you had uh, Willie Stargell. Yeah. Uh, second base, Phil Gardner. Mm. Uh Third base, uh, you had Tim Foley, who was traded that year and was the second half. Uh, Bill Madlock was the third baseman. Yep. Um, Lee Lacey and uh, Milner alternated in left field. Omar Marino in center. Wow. Dave Parker in right. Uh, Ed Ott, Manny Sangam, uh were the catchers. Uh, I think there was another one there. Uh, starting... Rotation was uh, Burt Blylevin. Um, you had uh, John Candelaria. Uh huh. Um, Kent DeCalvey was a reliever. Wow. Uh, I mean, that's. I lived and died with the Pittsburgh Pirates. I would go to bed at night. Um, I'm probably going to get in trouble for this. My my parents are are fortunately still alive, but I would go to bed, and I had one of those old little transistor radios. And I would act like I was sleeping, and I'd have the earpiece plugged in. And I'd listen to the Pittsburgh Pirate broadcast on KDKA uh, while I would go, I was sleeping. And that's how I'd go to bed. And if they were on the West Coast, I mean, I'd stay up to all hours listening to the, the Buckos. Was baseball your first love, or was it football? Probably baseball first. You know, just baseball is a sport you can play when you're earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's a lot easier to play pickup baseball in the backyard and uh, you know, you don't need equipment. And, you know, we used to play tackle football in the backyard, but probably baseball and basketball. And then football is a sport I probably developed a love of later in life. Dave Clawson with us on WSGS Sports. You're also getting to football. You're also on the football subcommittee, the ACC setup. So I'm interested. We had a chance to see Jim Phillips' first press conference as commissioner yesterday. What's been your first impression of the commissioner? Extremely energetic, uh, very engaged. Uh, I think he's a great listener. Um, he has given us access uh, with the ADs and on committees that we never had before. Uh, I think as coaches, we feel that our voice is, is starting to get heard. Um, and I trust him that he'll take that voice and take it somewhere else. So uh, right now, we're very enthusiastic about the job he's doing and I just think it's his engagement level. Uh, he seems very engaged uh, with the issues that we face as coaches. One thing I've always appreciated about you is how thoughtful you are about the broader issues in college football, which is why I think you're a great fit for a committee like that. 
one of the things being discussed by coaches, and you hear dissenting views really on both sides, is the college football playoff proposal of 12. We heard Dabo a few days ago, for example, and some coaches have said that they're for it as well. When you look at it, I know a few months ago when we talked about divisionless ACC, your argument for divisionless was more opportunity. When you look at the college football playoff expansion, is it a similar thought in your mind? Yeah, I get it. I, my my primary job is I'm the head football coach at Wake Forest. Yes. Okay, and uh, expansion would be good for us. You know, we are. If you are in the ACC Atlantic or the SEC West, your path to the college football playoff right now is extremely difficult, and and I'm I mean that in all due respect to Clemson. Um, they have been one of the two dominant programs. I mean, there's been seven years of the college football playoff. Twelve of the 28 bids have gone to Clemson and Alabama, and very few times has a, a conference team gotten a second bid. Uh, so our road is as hard as anybody to get there in the country uh, because of, of Clemson and the great job Dabo's done. You know, so, yeah, why would I not want expansion and have greater access? And it's not just getting there, but it's playing games in November that, nas- that matter nationally. You know, a few years ago in 2017, we played NC State, and they were nationally ranked, and we were having a good year. You know, that game now has a national implication of we're, in the play- we're still in the playoff hunt. You know, we have a chance to be one of the 12. In our league, the second you lose to Clemson, you're out of it in the Atlantic, whether that's September or October. and uh, So, again, yeah, I'm, I'm for it. Now, do I think it's good for college football? No. Really? I don't think it's good for college football. Um, Why is that? I just think that there's – how many games are we going to have these guys play? I guess the argument against that's always been FCS, but obviously it's, it's, it's a different it's level of football. It's completely different. I yeah. mean, first of all uh, – you know, and this is going back. So back in there used to be unlimited scholarships, mm-hmm. right? And then 1973, they said no, you can have 105. Because Bear then, Bryant was like hoarding players to keep them away from other rosters. Again, I'm you know I wasn't coaching then, so I can't speak sure. with any intelligence sure. on why they had the limit. <laughs> but they limited it, and then they limit they made it 105 and 73, and then they made it 95 and 78, and then they limited it to. Uh, 85 in 1992, and that's where we're at now. So what did a, a football season look like in 1992? <laughs> you know, teams played, I think, 10 regular season games, maybe 11, and your maximum season was 12 games. Well, now we're at those same 85 scholarships, and now we're asking teams to play 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 games. And... We have roster management issues. Back then, there weren't as many players leaving early for the NFL. There weren't opt-outs. There weren't one-time transfer rules. Uh, you know, there weren't players that lose a job in October and aren't playing as much, so they go in the transfer portal and they quit their team. And our job of managing rosters uh, with the one-time transfer portal, uh, I think with name, image, likeness, it'll add another layer to that. With opt-outs, I mean... People have only been sitting out of bowl games for the last four or five years. Uh, so I just think it's, you know, how thin are we going to stretch these players? And it's different than FCS because at FCS, there is no bowl system. 
mm-hmm. right? You're either in the playoffs or you're home. So that's all there is. Uh, part of the, the best experiences that I've ever had as a football coach are coaching in bowl games. I mean, the, the week in Charlotte here at this hotel in 2017 when we played Texas A&M was a magical week for our program. It really was. And uh, in 2016, to go to D.C. and have our players see the nation's capital and uh, go through the Capitol building and, uh, you know, have exposure to all the different monuments or to go to New York City in 2019 and uh, see the 9-11 memorial. And you're afraid that this might be lost. Yeah, I, I think the bowls are st- when when North Carolina makes the Orange Bowl, and four of their best players decide not to play in it. That's the Orange Bowl. In '92, if I would have told you North Carolina has four players opting out of the Orange Bowl. Yeah, and that's you know, and I mean, we, we used to come down here, and, and even today, I mean, the ACC, and there's the Capital One Orange Bowl, right? That's that was the ultimate goal: is to get to that game in this league before the BCS playoff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you are adding something, but you're also taking something away. And for people who love college football and work with the players, the bowl experience are incredible weeks. And your team gets close and you bond. And it is a reward. A playoff system is another game. You don't go to the area and enjoy it and do all these team building events. And, you know, it's fun. Um, and not that, the, you know, the playoffs are fun because it's competitive. You're trying to win, but it's, it's different. And, uh, again, it's something gained, something lost, and the power brokers of the sport, uh, you know, are, this is going to be taken in a, in a very new direction. Uh, there's going to be benefits to it, but there's also something going to be lost. And I'm a little bit of a purist. Before we let you go, Dave, i got to know, I went to a concert a few weeks ago at Red Rocks, enjoyed that. Anything on the books before the start of the season? No, I mean, this really, uh, media day to me signifies two things. It's the start of football. It's also the (laughs) end of vacation and concerts and things like that. Did you do anything this summer? We just spent, there was so many people we hadn't seen since the pandemic. Right. uh, That this was not a summer of going on this trip or this vacation and seeing this site. It was about seeing people that we hadn't seen. Well, I'm glad to see you in person once again. I'm glad you're able to coach and stay in your own bed during the football season after last year. Thank you so much for making the time on WSGS Sports today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Great to see you again. Good to see you as well. There is Dave Clawson. Kind enough to join us here on our set here. ACC kickoff right beyond the ACC Network set that's to our left. Hopefully no more embarrassing GIFs or videos that are going to be surfacing of me and my yellow notepad on television. We didn't even have time to get to the Wake Forest news of the day that Donovan Green, linebacker Chase Monroe, and Javante Nash are going to miss the season uh, with injuries sustained during the offseason. Donovan Green obviously being the biggest of those three, a wide receiver. But, Robert, when I think of examples of crazy lengths coaches or players went to in order just to get last season in. What I noted there at the end with Dave is probably at the top of that list where because his wife is immunocompromised, he decided he was going to coach the entire season from a hotel room. He wasn't going to live in his house out of fear 
that somebody on his team would catch COVID, pass it to him, and he pass it to his wife. There, there's nothing, I think, that speaks to the level of commitment and the lengths you're willing to go in order to get a football season in than what Dave Clawson did there. I mean, that's a crazy idea, isn't it? Oh, yeah, for sure. But, I mean, born out of love, so you have to respect it. Yes, born out of love. And very impressive talking about the 79 Pirates Cole has here on a screen in front of me. Game 7, Pirates 4, Orioles 1, October 17, 1979. My Orioles blowing a series in that World Series. Uh, thanks to friend of the show, Dave Parker, and many of the others that Dave Clawson rattled off there off the top of his head. That was not prepared. He was ready to go on that. We've got a jam-packed show here for Macy's to kick off. It is a special show, as they always are, and sometimes we don't even know what's coming next. But I promise you, it's going to be good. That's next on The Drive. 